So even though I already had my healthy physical and my healthy mental practices in place, if they're not outweighing the work that I'm doing and the goals that I have, I need to tweak and revamp them and tune them up. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another mini episode of For the Love of Money, episodes that I like to call My Two Cents. And today I'm going to weigh in on my two cents about what's been going through my brain lately. Like, I am talking and thinking about rethinking everything and like tuning everything in my life for more happiness, more success, more like optimal performance. And here's really where it came from. So, as having this conversation with my trainer, Abe, you've probably heard me mention him a number of times now. Uh, you know, I see him three times a week, and, and there's something about working out together that you go down the rabbit hole and you really talk about life, at least with Abe, you do. And I think that's why I like him so much as a trainer. Anyhow, I had a great conversation with Abe. And I asked him, I said, hey, listen, out of curiosity, because we lead very different lifestyles and very different schedules, I said, on a a scale of one to 10, where would you rate your daily stress? And he asked me a couple clarifying questions. No, I'm like, no, 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 don't don't think about it. Like, literally, just if you had to assign a value on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like you're super stressed out, one being you're completely zen, how would you rate your average day every single day? Where do you live on that scale? And he said, oh, where do I live on that scale? Well, probably always between a one and a three. And then he asked me, he goes, where do you live on that scale? And of course, I already had a number in my mind because otherwise I wouldn't have been asking the question. And my my answer to him was a six or a seven, like probably a seven every single day. And I had this crazy aha moment. I was like, wait a minute. Right before that conversation, before he answered a one to a three on the scale of one to 10, and I answered a seven right before that moment. I thought my seven was good. Like I was just glad it wasn't a 10. I was literally thinking day after day after day, as I would kind of assign a value to myself on this scale, <laughs> I would say, well, a seven is really good when you've got this many things going on. A seven's really good when you're building this many companies. A seven's really good when you know you you touch this many people and this you know this many lives. A seven's really good when you have this many responsibilities. And I really believe that a seven on the scale of one to 10, where I would rate my daily stress was pretty good. I was I literally saw the gap, right? I was, I was the gap of eight, nine, 10. And I thought, boy, I'm glad I'm not an eight or a nine or a 10. A seven is right where I'd be happy living. But when he answered a one to a three, it made me start to rethink everything. I thought, well, what would I have to do to make my answer a one to a three? And is it, is it even possible? And I do believe that it's possible to get close to there. And you hear me talk a lot of times, one of the first things whenever you want to create a change in yourself or in your results is awareness. Well, this became a moment of awareness for me. The awareness of maybe living at a seven on the stress scale of one to 10, maybe is not the best place to live. Or maybe you could live somewhere better on that scale. And so the awareness of him answering a one to a three got me thinking, okay, where could I truly live? 
without giving up the things that I really want to accomplish in life. And so I started to rethink everything. And I've done this in the past, but this was a beautiful reminder to come back to this concept of rethinking everything and then tweaking as many things as you can in order to make your life that much better. And every little tweak that you make after rethinking everything should result in better results and you accomplishing more of what you want to accomplish in a way that feels good to you. It's no different than a car that you've had for a while that needs a tune-up. Like it's time to go check under the hood and tighten up the things that rattle, right? Because all of us, I bet we have a lot of things that are rattling that we really haven't been paying attention to, but it's what would result in me answering a seven in terms of what's your daily stress level on the scale of one to 10. And I'd be curious to know what your answer is. Is it a five? Is it a 10? Is it a nine? Matter of fact, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Chris W. Harder what your average daily stress on that scale of one to 10, what you would rate it at. Anyhow, so it's time to tighten up the things that rattle, so to speak. And you know who does this so well? And boy, do I just look up to him for it, is my friend, Darren White. Now, listen, here's where I got to get clear. The answer is not to abandon your dreams and abandon your responsibilities and abandon you know, big accomplishments because Darren owns a company that he built himself with his wife that is worth way over $100 million. Except Darren lives an extraordinary life of happiness. And I haven't asked him, I should ask him right now, uh, where he falls on the scale of one to 10 in terms of his average daily stress. But I'm, I'm guessing you, he's going to tell me a two or a three or four or something you know, that's on the lower end. And here's what I mean when I say Darren rethinks everything constantly. I'm not exaggerating when I say he rethinks his mattress. And why is he sleeping on the mattress that he is? And what better mattress could he go sleep on? And he questions like, why do I use this hand lotion or this face lotion? Why do I shave with this shaving cream? And does it smell exactly the way I want it to smell? We are talking like tuning up what's under the hood to the max and constantly rethinking everything. And I've watched him build this incredible life of ease yet accomplishment by living in this concept of rethinking everything. So where's my first stop personally? My mind, of course. I think I need to rethink how good of a job I'm doing in having a high-performance mind. In other words, I may not have built my mind up to the pace or up to the machine. You know, I have not created the machine that can keep up with the pace that I want to live at. And so I need to train my mind better. And it was Sam Harris who once said, an untrained mind is what allows us to feel stressed or unhappy even in a perfect world. Think about that. Sam Harris once said, an untrained mind is what allows us to feel stressed or unhappy in a perfect world. Whoa. So when I look around, I've got an extraordinary life. I've got an outstanding relationship with my wife. I've got an outstanding financial situation. I've got an outstanding family. I've got outstanding friends. And so I've got a beautiful world. But if I feel stressed or if I feel unhappy, part of it could be as a result of an untrained mind. Now, I thought I already had my best practices in place. And I talk about them on the show quite a bit. 
But when something is still out of balance, then it's our responsibility to tweak it and put it back in balance. So here's an example. If I'm working out every single day and people are saying, great job, you work out every single day. That is really good. You're, you are performing at a high level. But I'm eating an extra pizza every single night. Then I either need to reduce the pizza or increase the number of workouts to live at a healthy weight. That would be an example of something being out of balance, even if you already have some best practices in place. Well, my life isn't much different than that analogy. I've chosen a life of massive action and massive impact and massive workload that comes along with it. So even though I already had my healthy physical and my healthy mental practices in place, if they're not outweighing the work that I'm doing and the goals that I have, I need to tweak and revamp them and tune them up. I already have my morning gratitude practice, my meditation goal. And notice I say goal because I just haven't been sticking to my meditation goal uh, each week as not even close to as much as I want to. I have my, you know, my, my reading practice. I've got my workouts. I've got my protected time. I've got all of that in place. But once again, it was sobering that I rated my stress level at a seven and Abe was at a one, two, or a three. And so that's what made me say, what if I rethink everything, even though these already are, quote, best practices. So one of the first things I did was I went and I downloaded a new meditation app. And um, it's a guided meditation instead of just winging it like I used to. So the way I used to meditate is I'd put on music for 10 or 15 minutes, meditation music, and close my eyes and just kind of repeat a mantra. And um, obviously, that's a good thing to do if it works for you. Clearly wasn't working for me because number one, I rated myself at a seven on the scale, but more importantly, uh, I wasn't doing it every single day like I wanted to. And so I rethought my meditation practice and I'm using this new guided meditation app uh, instead of winging it. And so far, I love it because it's tracking the number of days that uh, I do it. And remember what you track will improve and, and what you don't track won't. And just having somebody guide you through and keep bringing you back to, are you concentrating on this? Are you concentrating on that? has been really beneficial for me. I'm also tweaking my gratitude practice. So I'm thinking about adding a written component to it. You know, When I wake up right now, I, I wake Lori up to a mantra. I'm happier, healthier, wealthier, more fit than I was yesterday. We've been doing that for years. And then I roll back over and I say a silent, quick prayer of 60 seconds of what my gratitude is. But what happens if I roll over and I quickly journal for 60 seconds and take a written inventory instead of a mental inventory of the things I'm grateful for. Or what happens if I do that two times a day, right? So I'm rethinking everything. I have a tracking app that I use. It's nothing special. I just you know, looked at all the different tracking apps out there and chose one. I think it's called Productivity, if I remember correctly, um, or Productive or something like that. And I'm using that tracking app better. I went through and I rethought what's on here. And what am I tracking? And why am I tracking each thing? And is it still relevant to me? So I'm completely rethinking everything in my life that doesn't bring me extreme joy and outstanding results. And I'm asking myself a few key questions. And I wanted to share these few key questions with you so that you can ask yourself these key questions as well if you want to examine everything you're doing. So the first one is, does this belong? And it doesn't matter what you're talking about. But it's a really good question when you're rethinking everything. Does this belong? The next one is, why do I continue to do this? Even if it's a good thing, it still helps to sit down and say, okay, 
why do I continue to do this? And is it getting me the results that I want? The next question is, how could I do this better or in a more enjoyable way? How could I do this better or in a more enjoyable way? The fourth one is, what's the long-term goal of doing this? A lot of times we get so out of touch with why we do something repetitively that we've forgotten what the long-term goal of doing it is. Maybe it's not relevant anymore. So what's the long-term goal of doing this? And the last one is, what tools are available to me that I'm not using? What tools are available to me that I'm not using? So the five questions again were, does this belong? Why do I continue to do this? How could I do this better or in a more enjoyable way? What's the long-term goal of doing this? And what tools are available to me that I'm not using? You start asking yourself those questions and things quickly and radically start to change in your life. And I'm already seeing and feeling the results of asking myself those questions around every single part of my life. So nothing's off the table. I'm rethinking things like, when do I want to wake up? I've always claimed that I'm not a morning person. I always get out of bed around 7, 7.30. But what if I got up at 5.30 or 6.30? Not because of everyone out there preaching the 5 a.m. club or any of that BS. But because the times that I do get up earlier, I really love how that part of the morning feels. So when do I want to wake up? Or how much travel do I really enjoy doing? Yeah, I get to see the world all the time. But do I actually enjoy that much travel even though I'm going to enjoyable places? I'm rethinking how I want to do this podcast. Like, Who do I really want to be interviewing? And what conversations do I really want to be having? And how many times a week do I want a show released? Is it three times a week? Is it four times a week? Is it shorter conversations? Is it longer conversations? I mean, I'm rethinking everything when it comes to the show. I'm rethinking the masterminds. Do I want to wait, make one smaller, make one bigger? Do I want to add one more in-person component? I'm rethinking, where do I want to live? Do I want to continue to live in the city? Right? I'm, I'm in Los Angeles, technically Santa Monica. Do I want to keep living in the, in the city where the buzz is? Where I've always said, oh, I feed off this buzz. Or do I want to get more land where it's more peaceful and more quiet? Everything is on the table for examination. And that's the great thing. You should never be afraid of this. You should be excited about rethinking everything. It's in the constant tuning of everything in your life when your results get better. And when they do, that's when your business starts to fall into place. That's when your relationships get even better. That's when your health and your body gets even better. It's when your finances get even better in that constant rethinking and tuning of everything in your life. And you know what happens if you actually take this seriously and and go ahead and do this, right? That's when good people like you make good money and do great things, which is everything we always talk about on this show. And so if you know you're a good person, you want to make good money and therefore do great things, then I'm going to highly encourage you to go ask yourself those five questions that I gave you earlier and go ahead and rethink everything. Matter of fact, send me DMs. Tell me what you're rethinking and and what the results are and what you learned about yourself. Because I love having those conversations and hearing what all the all of you listeners are doing with the material that I put out there. Oh, and also speaking of like making great improvements and making great money, don't go anywhere because I wanted to give a personal heartfelt thank you to all of you who have been sending me your breakthroughs through DMs and other means of communication, but all your breakthroughs from the Money Principles course that I built. That is one thing that literally makes my day. Every time I get a testimonial or a breakthrough from one of you guys, that is something that truly makes my day. So 
Recently, I've gotten uh, someone who sent me uh, a DM that says, I have a brand new plan to pay off my student loans now. I had no idea how I was going to do that before. Like, that feels good. Or somebody sent me, um, what what would they say? They said, I realized I don't have a spending problem. I have an income problem. Like, whoa, that is something important to have a realization around. And one of my favorites recently was I finally started having that monthly money date with my husband. And I feel so much better knowing what's going on with our finances. Like that one got me to the core. I was like, oh, this is a woman. This is a person who now feels empowered because she is keeping her finger on what's going on in the family finances in a really enjoyable way, having those monthly money dates that I talk about. So guys, thank you for sending me these breakthroughs that you're having. Keep sending them to me. You can always DM me on Instagram at Chris W. Harder. And if you haven't gone and taken the course yet, remember all listeners get $50 off. All you have to do is go to thetruthaboutmoney.com and use the discount code MONEY. Right? Easy discount code. Easy one to remember. MONEY. Uh, it's thetruthaboutmoney.com. Go check it out there. Use the discount code MONEY to get $50 off. It's only for my listeners. And if you're like, wait, how do you know it's the listeners using the coupon code? Well, the only way you could hear about it is by listening right now. And so it's a special thank you to all of you for the fact that you tune in and that you listen. Because one thing I do know that as I tweak everything, tweaking this show is something that's going to take it from good to great to extraordinary. And I do it for you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys as always. And don't forget when good people make good money, they do great things. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.